Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things here. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Tuesday, October the 1st, 2013. This is episode number 148 of Purple Mafia. Yes, sir, nearing episode number 150. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes and Double Twist. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is great to be back yet again. Finally, we get to talk about a Minnesota Vikings win. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good thing. So, yes, and always thank again, thank you again, Dylan Richardson, for making Purple Mafia possible on the flagship website of Purple Mafia, thesportstuff.com. Also, welcome to those of you listening in South Dakota and abroad via Dakota Sports FM. Thank you always for that as well. Also via TuneIn Radio. Somebody look up Dakota Sports FM. If you can't be in front of a computer to listen on that website. So, yeah. Welcome to the show, to those of you. Yes, maybe some of you newcomers. All right, well, yeah. As stated before, the Vikings finally won a game. We uh, kind of have a new quarterback, at least for the time being. And um, according to Leslie Frazier, maybe just one week. I don't know. <laughs> but a lot of common sense to tell you. Uh, Matt Castle, yep, the king of the castle, or whatever you want to call him, will most likely be the quarterback for the time being, and we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, is he the long-term quarterback of the future? Of course not. Um, yeah, of course not. But for the time being, sure. Uh, as Christian Ponder, I, I don't know. If he never plays another game again for the Minnesota Vikings, I get the I get the vibe from a lot of fans that a tear would not drop their eye. Uh, that's for darn sure. Yeah, we have, um, well, we have... One call-in kind of merged into like three sound bites, you could say. <laughs> oh, Sebastian, you're uh, you're the you're, you're the you're the Hall of Famer, aren't you? Yes, he is. Yep, Sebastian Balls will be his voice will be heard. Your voice can be heard on this show via the phone lines 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. So yes, and yeah, we're gonna get to all the fan interaction uh, in the second segment of the show, second third segment. Yeah, we're going to do the, yeah, we'll do the, uh, obviously, the game review now, then the preview of Carolina, NFC North Roundup, and all that good stuff, and the fan interaction. So, yep, that's usually where the calls are going to be, is later on in the show. I was tempted to put that right at the beginning here, but no, it's just, it's a better idea to uh, keep the format as it is now. It's, It's a good way to do a show. But, uh, yeah, let's just get to that point here. Yep, uh, I've said it a thousand times already. We finally won a game. Yes, it was a nice win. Cherry-o, blah, blah, blah. 
Pittsburgh was dodgy. The Vikings were dodgy. Blah, blah, blah. Thank God Christian Ponder's ribs were dodgy as well. Yeah, whatever that was, I... <laughs> conspiracy theories, uh, conspiracy theorists, all that good stuff. Reign supreme this week. Uh, is it a staged injury type of thing? I don't know. Um, is it a convenient one? Of course. Yeah, a very convenient injury at a time when Christian Ponder needed to be taken out. And at the same time, the old damage control, just in case Matt Castle's just a terrible piece of crap like he was in the preseason, that, oh, yeah, Christian Ponder's ribs better now. So, uh, yeah, get out there, Christian. Uh, yeah, rah, rah, go get him. Yeah, yeah, go get those Carolina Panthers, Christian. We know you can do it. You're. We have a lot of faith in you, Christian. Uh, not, <laughs> according to actually nice little subtle comments by multiple teammates. Um, not necessarily saying they hate Christian Ponder, but saying that they, uh, well, yeah, they, they kind of prefer Matt Castle, I think. Uh, Greg Jennings saying, oh, he's got a great command in the in the huddle. And then this was before the, uh, you know, before the game, obviously, the Pittsburgh game. Minnesota winning 34-27, by the way. And fairly impressive display until that fourth quarter um, uh, prevent defense, like, the, like usual. Um, but yeah, comments by Greg Jennings saying, yeah, you know, man, Castle's really commanding in the huddle, you know. Oh, 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 and Christian is too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Adrian basically was asked after the game um, about the quarterback, basically about Matt Castle, and he kind of said, what do you think? Um, I kind of, <laughs> I didn't write down, and I don't have in front of me exactly what was asked, so... But basically, it was Adrian subtly saying, what do you think, you know, about who's the better fit right now for the team? Um, yeah, it's kind of a subtle little, subtle little, subtle but direct uh, opinion by Adrian. Fairly important member of the team, I would I would imagine. Yeah, he's kind of important. But, yeah. Um, I'm going to say again, and I keep saying it, and I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, I really like the new Viking uniforms. I do. You know, what What an upgrade, isn't it? You know, some of you should comment on the Facebook page, just Joey's obsession over the new uniform. You know, I really like him. I I, I can't believe I'm actually saying it, but... Because <laughs> usually it's just like, who cares? You know, they all look similar anyway. But no, I really like these. It's nice upgrade. It looks more old school with a slight touch of new school in the numbers. The You know, the number fonts. But outside of that, they look old school, man. So, yes, um... This was not a pretty football game, but in some ways it was. We have a quarterback out there that kind of knows what the hell he's doing, finally. Didn't hurt Adrian Peterson, that's for sure, who went off. 23 rushes, rushes, 140 yards, two touchdowns. Made it look fairly easy, to be honest. Uh, Vikings offense looked really good in the the early going. Um, Crazy part is Blair Walsh actually missed a field goal in this game. A bit crazy. Uh, But one thing we saw... The first touchdown pass by Matt Castle. Now, those of you out there, you maybe you didn't, you know, <laughs> for those of you out there, maybe you didn't see the game and you want to hear the game review and you saw this stat. Yeah, yeah, you want to hear the game review from Paladino Joey here. Joey Weisen, whatever my name is, right? <laughs> whatever you want to call me. Uh, you think, wow, Matt Castle threw, threw a 70-yard touchdown pass. Uh, no, most of that was yak. Yeah, yard after catch. Greg Jennings going Percy Harvin on it out there. And this is like a 30-year-old guy. Uh, some shiftiness from Greg Jennings. Very impressive. Uh, that was pretty cool. 
70 freaking yards. And some of the moves he put on were like, well, geez, I didn't know he could do that. Okay. Uh, sweet. Cool. Vikings up 10 nothing, And um, then it kind of turned into a little miniature seesaw. But the Vikings look continuously like the better team out there. Um, but then Ben Loftusberger started carving the Vikings up a little bit. But then the Vikings kept scoring again. Greg Jennings had two touchdown passes or receptions, by the way, in this game, which is a nice little breakout for him, officially. And funny that it would happen with uh, Mr. Matt Castle in the game, not Christian Ponder. Um, Greg Jennings only targeted four times, though. Kind of strange. Only three receptions. Jerome Simpson just seems to be the target king for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he did have a 51-yard reception. And that was mostly a pass by Castle. A little bit of yak, but, you know. Uh, 11 targets, 7 receptions for Jerome Simpson. 124 yards. I'm a bit stunned by that. Uh, another thing I'm stunned by, though, Cordero Patterson targeted twice. One catch, 9 yards. So, really, outside of Jerome Simpson and Greg Jennings, it's pretty much just uh, one catch for everybody and uh, single-digit yardage by Cordero, Toby Gerhardt, Jarius Wright, Kyle Rudolph, and... And the urban legend of all time, John Carlson. Yeah, there's your urban legend, right? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I have a better urban legend. And I, I'm i going to say it now because I'm going to forget. You know, someday I, I, I just forget. You know, like the last couple of weeks, I didn't even mention the Fran Tarkington and Tavares Jackson Memorial. Now, when I was with Dylan Richardson... It's it's uh, it's kind of an excuse sometimes, like oh he forgot it because he's got his you know he's got a he's got a co-host for this show and they're gonna go into they're gonna banter about talk about a lot of different things, but last week geez I didn't even mention it but really then again my emotion button was really turned up last week, <laughs> I mean I was really that was an adrenaline kind of a show and I was told by Mark Carlson multiple times this week that. It was the greatest show that he's heard that I've performed. My, my greatest performance in the, was it the, like 11, 13, uh, maybe 13 months or so that he's been listening to the show. Um, I really appreciate that, Mark. I do. It was, it was uh, I take that to heart. Uh, you know, I, I do put a lot into this show and uh, the listenership has been really, really down this year. The last, well, really since late last year, it's been really low and it hasn't recovered other than one really, really nice spike back in May. For some reason in May, it's, uh, this show explodes and that, that's weird. I, I don't know if it's because it's post-draft or people are really, really getting that NFL withdrawal or what, but yeah, to the point, thank you so much again, Mark Carlson, for that. Uh, it was a very interesting performance by, <laughs> by yours truly, you could say. If you haven't listened to it yet, and a lot of people haven't listened to it yet, I'm thinking, unfortunately. Uh, not a pure bragging at all. That's not my style. It's not what I'm about. I'm just saying it was an interesting show. And, yeah, a lot of that is actually who I am. You know, <laughs> when my emotions come out, it gets interesting. And it wasn't an angry type of emotion. It wasn't yelling and ranting. It was honesty. And that's what I'm trying to bring to this show this week as well. And from here on, I, that's who I am. That is who I am. And I've always tried to be who I am behind the mic. But sometimes you just improve at it, hopefully, over the course of several years. Okay, to the point again. You know, back to the game here. Back to the game review. Just thought I'd mention two things that um, didn't. I didn't. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And I didn't mention it. The true 
urban legend right now of the Minnesota Vikings is, see, funny, I almost forgot. <laughs> it's terrible. Rhodes? Yeah, Xavier Rhodes. That's an urban legend right there. Why isn't he starting? Because, yeah, I want to have an urban legend every week. Why isn't Why isn't Xavier Rhodes starting? Really? What, what part of Josh Robinson getting burned was, or, yeah, getting not getting burned, but getting targeted constantly was telling you, you know, and there's a reason he's getting targeted, because he's not, because Wathersburg is not scared of him. Um, but, yeah, what part about Josh Robinson not being impressive, uh, would I want you to start or start him over Xavier Rhodes? Uh, Marcus Sherrill's has stepped up a bit, but he's still Marcus Sherrill's guys. I mean, I hate, I hate telling the truth, but the truth hurts. Marcus Sherrill's is still Marcus Sherrill's, and Marcus Sherrill's ain't a starting cornerback in this league. Xavier Rhodes was taken with the twenty-fifth overall pick, and I know sometimes the twentieth overall pick does not spell out to being a superstar in this league. But Xavier Rhodes has a lot of potential. He's played both corner positions in the NFL, but oh, we're just scared. Oh, oh, he, we don't want to play him on the wrong side. But or in college, yeah, he's played him in college. Um, he's a pretty versatile guy. He's big. He's strong. He's talented. He gambled sometimes, but don't they all? Why is Xavier Rhodes not starting? This isn't exactly Antoine Winfield and and oh, Chris Cook. No, and it's not exactly Antoine Winfield and and uh. uh who was that guy's name that we had? Brian Williams for a while there, who was really good. Could you, you know, when we had those two guys, that was a really nice cornerback tandem years ago. That was back in the Mike Tice era. Brian Williams, who ended up taking off for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Woo. <laughs> what a nice tandem, though. But yeah, it's not exactly good good guys like that. Or let's say Carl Lee and Antoine Woodfield. It's Marcus Sherrill and Josh Robinson, man. Not even Chris Cook, who, oh, oh, well, Chris Cook should start, you know. Again, who cares about Chris Cook? I think he's a lousy cornerback who also should go. Boy, those, we have not been doing a very good job drafting corners, have we? Mm. Josh Robinson was not a big deal. Asher Allen sucked. Uh, Cedric Griffin was good for a little while, and then he had that ACL, but he was never great. Oh, man. Oh, but yeah, I, I'm going to continue to bounce around because that's just how I roll sometimes. Just just looking at this, and it does make you, it does make you wonder what is going on with those Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, it, it does make you wonder. Does, does it cheapen the loss last last week? Because as it was uh, to Cleveland, because the magnitude of that loss seemed like historic. But now you see Cleveland gone and beat Cincinnati, who is a playoff team. It was in Cleveland, but still, 17-6, to they really drowned that team out. Impressive victory for the Cleveland Browns again. They are now 500, folks. They're 2-2. Two two. Technically, they're in the playoff hunt. I mean, if you're 2-2, two two, you're you're in the hunt. You're, that doesn't mean you're anywhere near going to make the playoffs. So I'm just saying, you're in the hunt in the early going. <laughs> and it's like you want to say how oh, this team is full of, this league is filled with junk. Yes, it is. I'm just looking at these teams. But it's weird. I'm just going to bounce. Why the hell is, ja- is New York 0-4? And Jacksonville can't even get within 30 against teams. It's just weird. The NFL is weird. <sighs> oh, so what do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Kyle Rudolph's two catches for uh, six yards? Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to talk about John Carlson's one catch for four yards? Okay, or do you want to talk about Matt Castle? Matt Castle's short-term future as a starter with this team? What, what, what do you guys want to talk about? I mean, 
you know, in terms of the score, it was kind of a fun game. But it's just one of those. I mean, was this game exciting? To me, it just wasn't. It wasn't exciting at all, actually. I hate saying that. I hate saying that. But I have to be honest, this was not an exciting game to me. Nah, it really wasn't. That's like, great, the Vikings are beating a team that actually is even worse than them. You know, even uh, Pittsburgh has finally hit the wall beyond beyond human recognition. I mean, that team is done. They're so done, it's not even funny. It's embarrassing. Uh, Jared Allen had a strong game, two and a half sacks. But, he, you know, a lot of people call him one-dimensional, and I can't really disagree with him. Sharif Floyd is starting to break through a little bit, talking about... Uh, talking about High draft picks, uh, you know, first round picks, getting play play playing time and uh, showing signs. Sari Floyd's looking looking the part a little bit more each week, getting more and more involved, and that, that's good stuff. Desmond Bishop still fairly limited out there. Marvin Mitchell did not get a single tackle, only deflected a pass. The linebackers continue to be a myth as far as I'm concerned. Though Chad Greenway significantly better in this game versus the first three. Uh, Greenway looked like he doesn't even belong in the league. Uh, right now, he's starting to play a little better. Could that be because Desmond Bishop's role is starting to increase finally? Mm, maybe. That could be. Uh, Aaron Henderson had a little bit better game. A little bit, dare I say. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, I like Gerald Hodges. Nice open field tackle and special teams as well. Really like Gerald Hodges. Of course, Penn State, him and Michael Motti, who got two... Two special teams tackles. Those guys are looking good. Very happy with that. Uh, Kevin Williams looked a little bit better at times as well. It seemed like the defensive line kind of woke up a bit this week. It did. Uh, Brian Robinson's been a nice factor all year, actually. I'm not mad at him at all. I've really enjoyed Brian Robinson pretty much the whole season. Believe it or not. Yeah, this is a crazy team, though. It's a crazy team, and it's just the old, maybe this is why, probably why the numbers have been down, because it's like, yeah, we won a game, but it's like, what does it What does it all really add up to? It adds up to, well, we it's one less loss, I guess. <laughs> um, and again, that's not trying to be negative, it's just the outlook is still the same, really, other than we're going to have better quarterback play. He gets rid of the ball faster. That's the good part, me being Matt Castle, of course. He does get rid of the ball faster. He's more he's decisive. I mean, Christian Ponder, for a guy with a master's degree in four years, looks like he shouldn't. He looks like he 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 shouldn't have any like he shouldn't even have a certificate in in six years the way he plays football. I mean, I'm serious. He's as indecisive and incompetent as I've seen a quarterback play since Tavares Jackson. Yeah. And if Tavares Jackson wasn't here, you know, you'd be going back even further. <laughs> I mean, he he's incompetent, is uh, Christian Potter. He has some skill sets, but he misses passes that semi-decent quarterbacks make. Christian Potter, again, yeah, he, you already know he's not uh, he's not the he's not he's not even halfway decent, and nobody's going to shed a tear if he's pretty much out of here very soon. <clears throat> so really, um, in the in the grand, grand scheme of things, Ben Roethlisberger passed all over the Vikings in that second half. He really did, especially in that fourth quarter. It was a, a sight to see, and Vikings insanely fortunate 
to have won this game. And and it's sad considering the Vikings were up 34 to 17 late in that third quarter when it's like, yeah, they won. Let's just go outside and chill for a little bit, flip on the earphones. You know, it's like even when you wanted to do that. And I'm going to admit I did for short stretches, just just because I'm right next to the door. The TV's still on, the earphones are on. Yes. And then I step right back in five seconds later because it was such a beautiful day. (laughs) It was. Um, And at that point, yeah, it's like you think the Vikings, and I mean, yeah, and when I say the earphones, I mean the the game, not not something else. Okay, the real game, yes. That way you keep full track of it. But um, Pittsburgh came, came roaring back in that fourth quarter and it's like you're, the cynical Viking fan is starting to chuckle at that point, and I'm kind of becoming one at times. Though, yeah, you don't want them to fail, but it's like my goodness, it's just like they invent ways to fail. This defense has been carved up all year, and they almost got beat again by Ben Roethlisberger. Almost. Uh, there's a reason why he threw 51 passes in this game because because he could. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger could. Vikings very fortunate that Roethlisberger, Big Ben, whatever you want to call him, had two turnovers in this game, a lost fumble and an, and an interception. Those ended up being a, the difference, pretty much. And that big sack at the end of the game was like, oh, wow, we, we won. We won. We finally won a game. That feels good. <laughs> it did. It was a really nice feeling. Everson Griffin, baby. Everson Griffin. <laughs> Uh, it was a nice feeling seeing uh, him go down just for the sake of we finally won a game. Now maybe we can uh, try to shoot for 500 here against Carolina after the bye. We'll see where that goes. But oh, overall, it's just it's just one of those situations where how relevant is a win like this? I don't know. And it's really kind of sad to see how close the Vikings were to blowing this thing. I mean... If Pittsburgh tied the game, that doesn't mean they were going to win, but I'm telling you, man, when you see momentum shift like that, usually that, that team wins. The team that scores the last second touchdown wins the game. And they were perilously close. They were on, what was it? They were on like the five-yard line. And to see Roethlisberger go down and the clock run out, is like, ah, finally. <laughs> so, I mean, what more is there to say? Just... It's still it's it's sad to see Cordell Patterson still not being trusted by this this offensive uh, by by this coaching staff by Xavier Rhodes not being trusted by the coaching staff. There there's situations right now. This coaching staff is is an inferior coaching staff, top to bottom. I'm dead serious about that too. What tell what what about? Cordero Patterson or Xavier Rhodes tells you that boy they they better they better sit down and, and watch or they better they better just watch other players you know we're not gonna we're not gonna put them in the in the in the mix. What about them says that they shouldn't be you know I mean versus some of the guys they would be replacing. I mean I I almost saw another interception be at least at least partially be Jerome Simpson's fault. Another deflection by Jim Simpson that he couldn't catch or ran kind of a little bit off. That was nearly intercepted. Jerome Simpson gets the yards, the big numbers and all the good stuff, but boy, it seems like almost every interception tends to be, just conveniently tends to be on a, on a, on a pass that was thrown his way. It's very, very convenient, very coincidental. Yeah, uh, Cordell Patterson's role needs to increase. And I'm getting sick of seeing like one to two targets of this guy. It, it's weird. 
And of course, the Josh Robinson, Marcus Sherrill's getting all the time versus Xavier Rose is getting kind of, it's pretty weird. Again, I'd like to see Xavier Rose deflect a couple passes out there. Alright, so with that said, let's conclude the game review finally with naming a Fran Tarkenton Award and Tavares Jackson Memorial. Fran Tarkenton Award, the Player of the Week. Tavares Jackson, the, the worst player of the week. Uh, I have no answer. No, I'm kidding. I am going to give the Fran Tarkenton Award to Kobe Bryant. No, okay, I, I, I've got to let it settle down. I'm being really stupid. Uh, we'll give it to Matt Castle. Yeah, okay. Let's please the fans out there. Yes, sir. Uh, quarterback rating 123.4. Two touchdowns and no interceptions, though it could have been about two interceptions. Did throw for 250 yards, 64% passer rating. Only sacked once due to a much improved offensive line this week. Not due to Matt Castle's mobility. And uh, no. Um, and that did help. It also helps that Pittsburgh's defense is not very good anymore at all. <laughs> they're the steel. Uh, they're not the steel curtain. They're the they're the red. Uh, they're the red carpet. Or yeah, the red carpet now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Matt Castle will get the Fran Tarkenton Award for the week for so many reasons. Uh, obviously, more decisive, quicker release, all that good stuff. Looked really good this week, and um, why not give it to a guy that played as well as he did? No long term solution, always capable of imploding. But hey, at least for one week. That's what the Fran Tarkenton Award is about, is it's a week by week thing. So we're going to give the Tavares Jackson Memorial to Josh Robinson, who was pretty damn lousy in this game. Without a doubt, it's Josh Robinson. He got, he almost got lit, like utterly lit up by Ben Roethlisberger. In fact, he kind of did. Uh, when you see one of your cornerbacks with like 12, 13 tackles, you know. There's a reason for that. It's not because he's playing well. It's because he's being picked on. And, um, yeah, that's just all there is to say there. DeVarce Jackson Memorial, Josh Robinson, who looked pretty good in the first game, but he's uh, been on a steady decline since. Yes, he has. It has been a consistent decline for old Joshy. Who looked like, who looked putrid in the preseason, by the way. So, and um, that seems to be uh, becoming more of a trend than a mirage. So there you go. Congratulations on that one. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, then we will get to the preview of the Carolina Panthers. I know it's two weeks away, but, eh, you know, we're still going to talk about Carolina briefly. We're going to have that very brief, in fact, and then we'll just jump straight into the fan interaction with the phone call, Facebook, and very little on Twitter, but Twitter, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back right after this. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get their first down, then get a touchdown. Rock 'em, sock 'em, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. V I K I N G S. Skull Vikings, let's go. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. 
We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. We are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 148, which is a reminder for all of you mobile device users of any kind. Yes, sir. Uh, Apple devices on iTunes, Android devices via Double Twist, the Double Twist app that is. You can just search for Purple Mafia very easily and just click on podcasts in the Android app. That being Double Twist and on iTunes, simply look in the, or search in the iTunes store. Uh, the Microsoft and BlackBerry devices simply do the same thing. Search in the store for Timberwolves Explosion, Purple Mafia, of course, or Brave the Wild. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, yes, the week uh, six. Week six opponent for the Minnesota Vikings will be the Carolina Panthers, who will visit Mall of America Field. I still affectionately call it the Metrodome because it is what it is. Lots of history in that place when it was called that, more so than Mall of America Field. But, hey, up, let's move on. Carolina Panthers come to Minnesota with the famed Cam Newton, Cam Cameron Newton. The Seattle Seahawks. What am I talking about? Yeah, they lose to the, the Carolina Panthers. Lose to Seattle in a very familiar score, a weird score, twelve to seven in Week One. <laughs> very similar to the uh, victory Seattle had over Green Bay last year. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, and then Carolina loses to Buffalo in Buffalo, twenty-four to twenty-three. That's a bad loss. But Carolina at home beats the New York Giants, thirty-eight. Oh my god! That's completely insane. A 38-0 win. So, uh, something's wrong in New York, without a doubt. Uh, And let's just look at that game right now. I mean, let's look at the carnage in this game. Eli Manning only had one interception, which is kind of crazy. Cam Cameron Newton, three touchdowns, one interception. Now, Carolina had the bye, so that's why I'm saying they're only one and two. They had the bye this past last, this past week. So, um, this extremely exciting win for them uh, was, of course, yeah, it's, well, let's not say it's old news, but it's, at the same time, it, uh, it's not, they're not coming fresh off of it as much as they would have been coming into the Dome. Carolina is a... Traditionally, a fairly decent defensive team. They haven't given up many points this year. In fact, they've given up very little. And because of this bloated score that the Carolina Panthers were able to uh, uh, basically (laughs) slam on those New York Giants, uh, definitely bloats their points for uh, their, their point differential. Carolina Panthers are about 30 points ahead. Of uh, their points, yeah, in, in in the point differential, they're about a plus thirty right now because they lost only by five to Seattle and one to Buffalo. So yeah, that's quite a uh, point differential there, isn't it? Mm. Thirty-three point differential for the Carolina Panthers. Very crazy. I don't know what's going on with the New York Giants. I don't have a clue. I have no freaking idea what's going on with the New York Giants. Absolutely no idea. It makes no sense. Absolutely none. Cam Newton. Well, the Vikings had issues. I mean, the well, excuse me. Um, the Vikings have always had issues with the Carolina Panthers. Now we've beaten them at the. We we tend to beat them at the dome, 
though one of the most infamous losses for the Minnesota Vikings in the history of the uh, of, uh, of the series of the Carolina was the opening game of 2001, which was a harbinger for what was to come for that 2001 season. We came into that year with very high hopes after getting to the NFC title game, only to lose 41-0. <clears throat> and then we lose the opener, uh, the opening kickoff of the season, returned by Steve Smith for a touchdown. Definitely a sign of things to come that year. Vikings finished 5-11, and finally fired Dennis Green. That was the only good thing about the 5-11 and record. Uh, but also the Carolina Panthers won their only game of the entire season that year. Insane. So yeah, going a little bit down memory lane at the Carolina Panthers because we don't play them very often. We just don't. Uh, overall, in terms of yardage, the Carolina Panthers' total defense is 10th in the league right now. Their rush defense, 7th. Their pass defense, 12th. So that's stuff to look at. Uh, Cam Newton is one of those guys. He's obviously was a number one overall pick. Had insanely bloated numbers in, in only one season in college. His his NFL career is definitely not bad, but it's not exactly like like man. I got we man. You got to have Cam Newton if you want to win a Super Bowl. Though yeah, his athleticism. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it looks like he's slowing down a little bit with his his running game this year. His first two years, he'd been averaging about 45 yards a game. Now he's averaging about 32, 33. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if that changes. He hasn't. He hasn't fumbled the ball yet. He's had a little bit of a fumbling problem, slight fumbling problem in his previous years. Doesn't throw a lot of interceptions though, so that's the good part. A bit of a more conservative passer than you'd think out of, out of Cam Newton. Um, when you look at his yardage totals, when he's about 4,000 yards a year, pretty durable guy, too. He's, in fact, he's, he played 16 games in his first two seasons in the league, 2011 and 2012, and obviously he's played all three games this year. But the number's not quite adding up to a number one overall guy, of course. Not not necessarily. Uh, Vikings don't necessarily fare well, very well against a guy like this, though. <laughs> uh Especially when our defense continues to just collapse. When you go against a guy who does have the ability to run all over the field, boy, it's it's a tough it's a tough pick here because it is a home game for the Vikings. They're coming they're coming off a win. Generally, I would like the, I like the Vikings' chances against the Carolina Panthers team in the in the dome because really outside of Cam Newton, who do the Panthers have? I mean, yeah, they have Steve Smith, but he's got to be pretty old now, doesn't he? He's got to be like in his mid to upper thirties by now. Uh, yeah, D'Angelo Williams is a very good running back. There's no doubt about that. But really, it's just uh, hard to say. So far, D'Angelo Williams is averaging about 97 yards a game. So strong start for him. Though he has not scored a single touchdown yet. That's the crazy part. Boy, the Vikings' chances, though, going into this uh, going into this game. I mean, right now, it's, it's, it's leaning towards win, but only because Carolina's not, they're just not that scary. And, uh, and it's funny, it's kind of like how I picked the Vikings over Cleveland, where it's just, who do they have? Carolina's more talented than Cleveland. Oh, look at them. They're 500 now. So, this is a, this is a, this is kind of a tough game to, to, to pick. I mean, I, I don't know. That 38 nothing. it's obviously, something's wrong with the Giants much more than, like, boy, the Panthers are, are coming around here. It's a tough one. I mean, 
nobody, no, nothing really stands out about this Carolina team that tells me they're going to just come in and stomp the Vikings, though, either. Uh, and obviously, where the Vikings are riding the momentum from Matt Castle. I got to think Matt Castle will play decent against Carolina. They are weaker against the pass than they are against the run. And now we have a quarterback who's like a little more competent than Christian Ponder. Like when the Vikings went against a really, uh, when they went against a pass defense that gives up a lot of yardage and such, like the Washington Redskins a year ago and Tampa and stuff. And the Vikings, Christian Ponder would get like 100 yards or whatever in the game. No, see, Christian Ponder not being the quarterback in this game tells me that the Vikings will exploit Carolina a little bit. Uh, they don't get a lot of turnovers. They only have three interceptions so far this year, which is uh, in the lower half of the league. Uh, the forced fumbles is about average. They have three. They have ten sacks on the year, which also is kind of middle of the road. They're not exactly Kansas City Chiefs with 18. So, yeah, the Panthers are literally middle of the road in the sack uh, department as well. So, it's really, in the end, a slightly above average defense because New York didn't do squat against them. And, yeah, that's about it. Buffalo managed to get a decent decent number against them, but not a whole lot. I mean, it's an okay defense. Carolina's offense, yeah, there, there's talent there, but they're not exactly outside of this game blowing anybody up. And in a game when the Panthers scored 23 points, it's like well, Cam Newton, yeah, he only completed... 55% of his passes for like 223 yards. And, well, he did get the three touchdowns. That's good. But he also managed to throw an interception. Uh, it's almost like a Tavares Jackson against Arizona type of game. That's almost what it's like. You know? Like, yeah, I got three touchdown passes because Arizona's pass defense is so terrible or whatever. That's what it was like. It's kind of a weird game, man. This is a weird one. It's a weird matchup. None of the receivers on Carolina really scare me right now either. Yeah, Steve Smith is so past his prime at this stage, it's not even funny. Greg Olson is an okay tight end, former Chicago Bear. Me and Dylan talked about him. And Ted Gin Jin Jr., whatever his name is. No, actually, <laughs> right? Mr. T.G. Jr. is, um, well, he's an average receiver. Yeah, he is. He's off to a solid start this year, but not a great start. Yeah. I, right now, I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, Minnesota seems to score, and they tend to give up points as well, and Carolina looks to be very capable of scoring points against a, a bad defense. I mean, they scored a lot, but, though, yeah, it's a home game versus a road game situation. It's going to be another high-scoring game because, the, you know, apparently that's what's going to happen with the Vikings. They tend to score points. They maybe force a... They get a takeaway and a, get a defensive touchdown, and their offense is going to score against Carolina, even though their rush defense is fairly good so far, averaging about only 93 yards on the ground against them. Defense is averaging 220-ish uh, passing-wise. So I could see Castle getting about 220 yards passing and maybe two to three touchdowns in the game. I'll say two officially just because, and Adrian should get maybe one t at least one touchdown in there. I got to think. I think Minnesota's going to get 28 points against Carolina's 24. It's going to be a close game, and Carolina's going to drive late in the game, but they're not going to finish the job. Vikings will get a sack or, or an interception or a forced fumble, whatever it is, and Carolina's going to walk out of the building disappointed, and the Minnesota Vikings go to 2-3 and three just to tease us until the following weeks. Yeah, um, not trying to be negative and harsh on that one, 
But yeah, I mean, I'm not being negative and harsh when I'm picking the Vikings to to beat a an okay Carolina team. So yeah, 28 to 24. Not going to be quite as high scoring as the Pittsburgh game or the Detroit game, but Minnesota is going to score due to this and that. You know, a defensive touchdown possibly, and of course a couple of touchdowns by Castle and Person Person Peterson. So yeah, that's pretty much where I stand on that one. I mean, Carolina managed to score 25 points in the preseason against Pittsburgh, so yeah, clearly Pittsburgh's defense is pretty poopy. Mm. Yes, it is. And Carolina's not going to no playoffs just yet. <laughs> Someday they will, but uh, not this year. Mm-mm. 28-24 is my prediction. So we'll take one more break, and the fan interaction commences. <laughs> The numbers were kind of dropping. That's not very good. Well, at least we got a win now, you know, away from home. But at home, it's kind of insane. You know, we hear the and then the fans repeat it back. That was definitely something that I've honestly probably never seen before like that. Like, at home, we cheer, obviously, but nothing like that. That was a very different atmosphere, very different play team. We went down the field a lot more. And Matt Castle was not perfect. He was not amazing. He was not Tom Brady. He was not Peyton Manning. He was Matt Castle. And we've always said we need a quarterback who can play all right. If he can play all right, he can make some passes and, you know, have it be to where Peterson can break a couple runs. And that is exactly what happened. And Leslie Frazier comes out after the game and says Christian Ponder will be starting next week. What the hell is that? Like, I understand you got to stick to a first-round draft pick if he's a first-round draft pick. Three years ago, he's not proven anything other than he can kind of lead a team back at the very end of the game, but even that's in question now because the last few games he's not been able to. My issue of concern is Jennings had huge catches. Simpson had huge catches. And Peterson had huge runs. The O-line actually came together and looked like an offensive line for once. The defense played like freaking breaks some at points, you know. They didn't let up 100 points like they normally do. It kind of seemed like we got our crap together. But it's like... Why would we change what just went right to start Christian Ponder? Like, I don't understand that. Yes, I get we want to win, but the only way that's going to come is not with Christian Ponder starting. And no, it's not all of its fault by any means. The offensive line couldn't block for a daily squat, but that's not what was working. So, you know, I don't know. It's very... Very uh, frustrating right now. 
if anything, you know, changes to where they say Christian Pond is going to be, you know, sitting, fine. Cool, cool, cool. But until then, it's pretty uh, frustrating. Seeing these highlights right now, Detroit, wow, what a win at home, though. So I think they won. I, yeah, they won, I think. I don't really care. Watch Vikings, you know, got to win by week now. Go home for Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. It should be a very interesting game. I honestly don't know how we're going to play. Will we be rusty out of the bye week? Who knows? But I do expect, you know, viewers or listeners to go up a little bit at least. Uh, hoping for the best. Skull Vikings for at least one, two weeks because, you know, we got the bye week. So, got to get ready for Carolina, and it's going to be a bummer having a week off, but. I think we kind of need to get our crap together, you know, and hopefully, you know, the first quarter of the season's over. We got three losses, but doesn't mean we're totally out of it. Thanks for letting me call in. And one last thing to quickly add in for Joey is be sure to listen to the Minnesota Wild podcast, Brave the Wild, that Joey does. It's a very good podcast. I'll probably be, you know, posting and calling in for that. As you know, I'm pretty frequent to those. Wow, is that loud? And then, you know, Timberwolves Explosion is a great show. All right. Be sure to listen to them. Thank you. Very cool, Sebastian. Thank you very much for everything you had to say there. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, a lot to get to, of course. Um so yeah, that was the call. <laughs> Again, the phone line is 209-736-73 okay, 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 Yeah, very good point there, Sebastian, about, about Frazier. Like, oh yeah, we're, you know, there's no quarterback, quarterback controversy now that I can talk. Contraback, wow. Um, yeah, Christian Ponders is the quarterback when he comes back healthy. Eh, BS. You know, and he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. No, I, I agree. Like I've said on on the show earlier today, I was even starting to say a year ago, believe it or not, on Tornado of Opinions, whatever. That was a show Sebastian called up. Very annoyed with the thought of Joe Webb starting. I still remember that a year ago <laughs> at quarterback. Um, no, Christian Ponder, no. I mean, I would stick with Castle right now. If you want to keep your job, you know, because you're probably going to be 3 and, and 13 with Ponder starting right now. I, I really do believe that, honestly. I, Vikings wouldn't have beaten Pittsburgh on Sunday. So, you know, Ponder's as healthy as ever. They would not have beaten Pittsburgh the way Ponder's playing right now. And, uh, you know, there's something to be said about that veteran quarterback that tends to get the backing of the veteran players on the team. Uh, there seems to be more faith defensively, more momentum, more confidence with some of those defensive players. Believe it or not, when the quarterback, when they have more faith in the quarterback doing his job on the other side of the ball, uh, there's more confidence in guys like Greg Jennings and even Jerome Simpson, though. It seems like Ponder and Simpson had a lot of chemistry, you know, before the quote-unquote injury. So, interesting thoughts indeed. Yeah, there, and yes, Jennings was big in this game. Not targeted a whole lot, but boy, he made it count, and it was it was incredible. It looked kind of like a thirty year old Percy Harvin a bit out there. It was very cool. 
and I know. And yeah, no doubt Castle is not Brady or any of that. He's a he's a backup quarterback in this league, like I also said on previous shows. Uh, both of the quarterbacks on this roster are backups uh, long-term in this league, though Castle is one of those guys who is good enough to be a spot starter when need to be. Notice I said spot starter, not long-term starter. It's just like, you know, he's in there because the quarterback's hurt or because he's playing really bad, So and you don't have a better alternative right now. That's kind of what a Castle is. Um... Definitely not that $60 million franchise guy that the Chiefs hoped they were getting. <laughs> Boy, the Chiefs blew it with that one, and they're trying again with uh, Alex Smith. That is working out better, by the way. Um, mm. Yeah, Frazier. Yeah, Frazier. Could be the nicest guy in the world. Actually does know a thing or two about football, but, man, he is taking a step back this year. Epic perfor- proportions, really. Uh, Alan Williams is certainly not as good. The competence of the assistant coaches this year has been very lacking, without a doubt. No doubt about it. Lots, lots said by Sebastian. Well, just well, uh, really good listen for those of you that heard it. Shows that, yeah, I mean, yeah, Sebastian is definitely a part of this show in multiple ways. You know, obviously, lots of comments and just uh, you know, ha- ha- always has a lot to say, and that's good. And um, Sometimes you just let him. You just let him talk. I mean, I don't even need to necessarily need to come out and chit chat. It's more like let him have the floor, let him talk type of thing. So, man. Also, thank you so much for plugging the other shows as well. Timberwolves Explosion, Brave the Wild. Yeah, and don't forget to call into those, Sebastian. Uh, Brave the Wild. Yeah, I mean that show's fun. I will be recording one of those later this week slash weekend slash really early next week. That's going to be the next show I'm going to record. And I did record the season preview for Timberwolves Explosion last night and uh, just a little bit late. I was up until uh, very, very wee small hours of the morning getting that recorded and uploaded and all that stuff. And a lot of you haven't gotten to that one yet because it's just got up. So, yes, um, that shows up. <laughs> Timberwolves Explosion Season Preview NBA and Timberwolves. Yeah, their training camp has begun. All right, so enough of plugging the shows. It was, um, you know, thanks for thank you, Sebastian, for doing that. I appreciate it. Um, I didn't ask him to do it. He just did it. So don't get mad at me or him for that. <laughs> that was a very nice thing to do. All right, so now to the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Do give that a like. Would appreciate it. If you would. So, yeah, here's other people's comments uh, before the game talking about Castle starting for Ponder when that news broke. Mark Carlson coming out and saying, I feel the change may spark the team, and I hope that means a change in the play calls and coaching. Well, the, the first part was right, not the latter. The play calls were pretty similar, maybe a little bit more aggressive. Coaching is still crap, but yeah, it did spark the team. Yes, Sebastian saying he believe uh, I believe them. They're looking for an excuse to start. Huh? Oh, yeah, I believe them. I uh, they are looking for an excuse to start Ponder, not sit him. Sadly, he's just a Rex Grossman. Enough said. I hope Castle sparks the team. I really do, and he did a little bit. That's really funny. He he just said something that he ripped me for last year, Sebastian. <laughs> see, see. The truth hurts, doesn't it, Sebastian? The truth hurts. No. <laughs> when I was comparing Ponder to Rex Grossman, yeah, he said, uh, the noise the crap out of me. And, yeah, no. Uh, Brian Thundercloud saying he needs to sit. Let's go, Vikes. That is no doubt about it. Sebastian saying he can't 
construct a game winning drive or a drive in general. Yeah. Whoo, that's a good that's that's a good one. Jesse Ball, if the Viking uh, says if the Vikings win convincingly, I say it's Castle's job to lose. Uh-huh. Malcolm saying, I wish the game was in Minnesota so the crowd could could be the jury again. They deserved the booze. We need a win and Castle performing well in order to keep Ponder out. If we lose, bring in MBT. MBT, and I said, made sure to say Sebastian Balls will love that, and I'm sure he would. McClaude, Bethel Thompson being that guy. Um, great arm, by the way. One other, yeah, I gotta mention one other guy here. Yeah, Vince Germano commenting a little bit here. Very cool. <laughs> Mark Olsen saying, hey, look what's in my inbox. Another episode of Purple Mafia Show. My day got better. Oh, thank you, Mark. You're You're awesome. Oh, Brent, Brent Jacobson was asking how his sound effects turned out in his call. Were they cheesy or cool? I thought they were fun. <laughs> but yeah, here we go. Mark Carlson was saying, this is, it was a collector's edition of the show. Loved it. If if you were just rah-rah, get them next week. It wouldn't, wouldn't be fun to listen to. Yeah, it would sound more like some of the other stuff on the radio. Thank you for keeping it real and for the Silver Star. <laughs> yep, yep. Ah, uh, and you're going to get another Silver Star, Mark. Another Silver Star for this show. Yes, sir. Um, yep. Yeah. Another Silver Star. Vince Germano out of Australia. Yep. Avid listener of Timberwolves Explosion. <laughs> and, of course, one of the hosts of the Courtside Podcast. Oh, my God. If you like basketball, listen to the Courtside Podcast. Woo! <laughs> Vince Germano saying, say, saying, I listened. I'm trying to learn more about the NFL through the show. And yes, my Browns suck, but not as much as the Vikings. LOL. Just kidding, Joey. Browns are getting better, Vince. And um, I'm, hey, good on them. It's about time that franchise, that, that uh, expansion, you know, the expansion version of the Browns, you know, started, you know, getting better. It's really cool to see, actually. As crazy as that might sound to some people, it'd be nice, actually, to see them get better. I would like that a lot. Uh, let's see, where are we? Where are we? Why is it showing it twice? Isn't that weird? But these Facebook pages are weird. Weird, man. Um, there was talk of, earlier in the week about Antoine Winfield considering a return to the NFL. Uh, generated a small conversation about guys that really like to see him back, but nothing going on that, unfortunately. <sighs> it's just one of those things. Why is this showing everything twice? That is really weird. All right, so let's get to the thread. Yes, the thread. The thread of uh, Vikings post-game thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I, I, I like the post-game stuff more than the in-game stuff. I mean, the in-game stuff is cool if you guys want to interact with each other. I'll probably keep a lot of that. I'll probably keep most of that off off the show unless it's like really, really, really big time. Like uh, was it jo- Josh? A couple of weeks, yeah, against the Cleveland game. That was unbelievable when he said all the ca- the Cavs, the Browns were toying with the Vikings. That's true, and they were. Okay, so the post game thoughts: Stephen A. Smith. Wow, that's a cool name. <laughs> ESPN there, right? No, it's, uh, no, that's not the real Stephen A. Or that's not that Stephen A. Smith. We'll say uh, he says a real nail biter. Castle looked decisive and in control. Uh huh. Norma Merrill saying defense needs to start acting, acting like they are to be professionals. You know, yep. Yeah. Todd Vandermeer saying the defense needs to quit 
giving up so many points. Frazier needs to swallow his pride and go with Castle or MBT. Ponder has no chance. He blew it big time. Mm-hmm. Malcolm saying Castle didn't have the happy feet like Ponder. He stood tall in the pocket and had a good day. Just what we needed to see. Yes, sir. That is a bronze star, Malcolm. Big time. Good stuff. That is a good, good thing you said right there. Cedric. Yes, sir. Cedric. Uh, Mark Carlson also saying Vikings sailed a victory in London. Goodbye, Big Ben. Hello, Big Bye Week. Excuse me. Uh, Cedric saying Castle did a great job. Missed some deep balls, but his decision making opened things up for AP. Frazier being a defensive mind coach. I just don't understand what we're doing on defense. Gosh, yeah, I mean, it's really bad. Glad Felton is back, but overall good win. And yes, Jerome Felton, one of the most underrated players probably to, to, to wear purple. I mean, and yeah, he made the Pro Bowl last year. But, uh, boy, you know, there's something to be said when you lose a very good fullback for an extended period of time. It, it hurts the team. It really does. Brett McCarthy saying, I hope Ponder took notes on how to play quarterback. After Castle's play today, Frazier needs to think twice about his QB. Yeah, because Ponder didn't really have anything to learn from Donovan McNabb. I mean, the Vikings brought in Donovan McNabb for that purpose. Like, wow, watch watch a professional at work, man. Watch a professional at work. Donovan McNabb could not have been less professional for this team. He was an insult to the NFL and the Minnesota Vikings franchise. The guy walked in, basically was a Burger King customer. That's about all he was. Yeah. He even mentioned that he's like, oh, Burger King, watch out for me and the boys. That's really cool to hear. Um, Nothing against Burger King at all. I mean, nothing at all. The NFL loves Burger King. Uh, The food does taste good. But um, the whole concept of being a professional athlete sometimes means being in decent shape. McNabb was everything but that. He was he was round. That's a shape. But, yeah, it's the wrong shape for football. Okay, uh, Brett McCarthy saying he, uh, Castle's not the long term, but his discussion is making it, be- making it better. But, but decision-making, that's what he's probably trying to say. Decision-making is better. Oh, oh, yeah, I agree, Brett. The defense needs to step it up. They are better than that. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I could give all of you guys a gold star. This is good stuff. Malcolm, one more time, saying after Walsh missed that field goal, I thought it would be another devastating loss for us. Yeah, I mean, Walsh missing a free throw. There's an error free throw. Missing a kick is like an urban legend right there. Dave Hickey, also out of Iowa, like uh, Mark Carlson, saying great win for our team. But for the third time in a row, it came down to the end, and it shouldn't have. That's for damn sure. We need to be able to close out games. If we ever plan on being championship caliber team, other than Denver, no team has been dominant this year. Seattle has been real good, though. Yeah, I think Seattle's the second best team right now behind uh, Denver. Yeah, so just throwing that out there. Gosh, I still have to do the NFC North preview. I should have done that in the last segment. Yeah, I knew something was wrong. (laughs) I'll do that very briefly at the end, just to catch up. I mean, gosh, there's so much going on, and I always... Yeah, sorry guys. Dave Hickey says, if the coaches don't see that having a confident quarterback that can get the ball deep, everything, he does make everything better. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Mel- uh, Malcolm, Dave Hickey, thank you for that. <sighs> very, very brief. Not much, uh, just a few more here, guys. Maybe about two or three more here, and we got to move on. 
just for the sake. Yeah, very briefly, there was a Brett, Brett Favre's agent was talking, talking about him coming back to the NFL or whatever because he's uh, in the best shape he's ever seen. Wow, he's biking 40 miles a day, blah, blah, blah. You know, it sounds fun, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like whatever, right? Vince Germano saying he heard Dylan Richardson say the Vikings would tear the Browns a new one. How'd that work out for you? Ouch! Zing! Yep, that's what they say on there. On the court side. It says, really enjoying the show's might. Still trying to learn all I can about the NFL game. And Oh, thank you so much, Vince. Please keep listening. I, I, if you are listening right now, yes, please keep listening. Yes, sir. Mark Carlson saying saw a blurb this morning. I'm not sure if it looks like yep. This is when the story was starting to break. He said that, and I had gotten the alert as well right about that time. And, uh, yeah, it was the real deal. Last comment from Facebook saying Mark Carlson was all excited about watching Monday Night Football with Miami. And, unfortunately, that didn't work out well for those Miami Dolphins. Going to very briefly on the Twitter, um, Dave Martin tweeting me a few times here. Wondering if the Ponder era is over because of this rib injury, you know, because it's an excuse to kick him out. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Dave Martin said he's been listening to my program about two years. I like the way you break down games. Keep up the good work. Skull. Thank you very much, Dave Martin. Anthony Carlson saying the Minnesota Vikings lose to the Cleveland Browns. The Minnesota Twins lose to the Cleveland Indians. What? Yep. Hopefully the Wolves don't lose to the Cleveland Cavs now. Yeah, that's for darn sure. Or the freaking Columbus Blue Jackets in the wild. Oh, that would piss me off. Oh, my gosh. Christy Johnson was talking, are you changing colors? Like, nah. Nobody's here changing any teams, I don't think. Uh, D-Fry. D-Fry saying, order those Castle Jersey skids. It's going to be hot. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Anthony Carlson saying he's wearing his Vikings jersey in Steelers country all week. Good idea. I've done worse things and lived. Yes, because Anthony right now is in Pennsylvania. So, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, here we go. Dave Martin saying, how true. I bet PA is hyper today after the win. It's still six hours till I get home. Already done 12 on the road. Wow. That's a lot of driving there. Because, yeah, Dave Martin from Scotland drove to London. Yeah. There you go. A uh, couple more here. Saying it's hard to judge how Castle played Sunday from my viewpoint at Wembley. Looking to watch it. Get, uh, get, looking to watch it back to get a better idea. And the offensive line looked better this week. Makes you wonder, did they want Ponder out? Um, yeah, I think I do think there is some possibilities there. Uh, that'll conclude the fan interaction. Um, yeah, I do think that possibility does exist, Dave, uh, Dave Martin. Yes, Dave, I, I, I do. I, I do. Crazy as that sounds, I do think so. I think a lot of members of this team were sick of Ponder. We all know, and I mean we all know, that Percy Harvin <laughs> had had enough of Christian Ponder. I think we all know that, and there's no doubt about it. <gasps> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> NFC North Roundup, we're going to make this extremely brief. In fact, one of the games is, yeah, the good news is there's only one game anyway because Green Bay was on the bye and Chicago and Detroit played each other. Wow, the Detroit Lions uh, pummeled the Bears. Bears made a little valiant comeback effort late in the game but fell short. Uh, Detroit Lions scored 27 points in the second quarter. Just unbelievable. 
Detroit Lions are uh, a nice football team. They are. They're now three and one. Chicago's three and one, and Detroit is now the number one team in the division because there's a tiebreaker. Was a home game for Detroit, so that's the one of the reasons why. Or yeah, that that helps the cause. Chicago made a valiant effort, but the but the Lions win forty to thirty two in a just a absolute score fest. Uh, very sloppy game for Jay Cutler. Three interceptions. Matthew Stafford. Man, in a game he scored 40 points. Again, another Cam Newton type of thing, except higher percentage. Uh, 65% passing, but only 242 yards. Crazy. Uh, Reggie Bush is all over the place. Nearly 200. Um, in fact, let me see again. I'm not looking at this correctly. Yeah, almost 200. Yeah, almost 200 total yards in the game. Reggie Bush all over the place. Looks really, really freaking good with the Detroit Lions. Amazing, amazing game for that team. Defense uh, did score touchdowns in this game. In fact, Chicago has a defensive touchdown. That being major right. They had a defensive touchdown in the game. The... (laughs) The Detroit Lions had some points as well in this game, interceptions and such. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy game. Oh, all over the place. No, and that wasn't a touchdown. I was looking at it incorrectly. Interception for Major Wright. But, uh, man, it was uh, quite a quite a crazy game for, for both teams. Detroit's offense looking good. Their defense is uh, quirky. Their coach sucks. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, watch out for the Detroit Lions. Very interesting game there indeed. Very dramatic. Lots of back and forth. But in the end, Reggie Bush, definitely. The Barry Sanders uh, the Barry Sanders Award for that game. <laughs> if, you were, if you're a Detroit Lion fan, no doubt about it. So, thanks again, everybody, for listening to this show. May have, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's slightly shorter. Slightly shorter than some of the last ones, but... Yeah, I mean, it was a funny game for the Vikings. They scored a lot. It was kind of entertaining, but at the same time, it was kind of not entertaining in in, in its own way. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that that didn't happen, and at the same time, there's not not a. I mean, it was kind of comforting too to see Matt Castle in there, but at the same time, it's comforting, yeah, but not like oh my god, here we go, here we go. So, yeah, it wasn't going to be a really super long show. Plus, we have the bye week coming in. Everybody, it's kind of chill. Hopefully, you guys do listen to the show. And uh, those of you that do, continue to tell your friends. Mark Carlson, thank you so much for being the man in that category. And, uh, yeah, I talked about um, silver stars and, and bronze stars and all that good stuff. The gold star for this show, for with, without a doubt, is Sebastian Balls. So here's the gold star right here. Gold star, without a doubt, for Bassy Bash. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, good job, Sebastian. Great calls, or call, calls, whatever, and comments on the Facebook page. Yes, sir. Mark Carlson, Silver Star, Malcolm, Bronze Star. You guys all fantastic. Great comments. Keep commenting, guys, especially post-game material. Maybe some midweek stuff, if, you, if there's some type of news or blurb or whatever. Or you just want to say hello. why not right I'm always here I'm a good guy yeah sometimes I'm a little busy and I'm not as interactive as I'd like to be but that's how it goes Twitter account is at Purple Mafia Show I would have liked to mention that and I didn't before at Purple Mafia Show at least not on this show do give that a follow 
the phone line one last time, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877, yes sir, thesportstuff.com, there is one other football show on that website, and it is of a very cool football team who is 4-0, uh, they pounded the Giants, just like the Carolina Panthers did, <laughs> Yeah, Farzine Vasugian does the Chief Zone wonderful show. Veteran podcaster, significantly younger than me, but boy, he is, yeah, he's a veteran and he's very good. Always worth a listen. And there's no reason to really hate the Chiefs, except for the Super Bowl IV, of course, but you'd have to be like 55 years old to remember that one. <laughs> okay, not 55, 45, 50 ish to remember that. 50 ish to remember that one. So, um, yeah. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. We will be back in two weeks. I will not record a show during the bye week. I only did that once in 2008, and that was a disaster. Why record a show and get, you know, get like 55, no, and get like 100 listeners or something? That's kind of silly to talk about a week with no game and just, you know, talk about other teams. Eh, you know, not going to do that. So thanks, everybody. There will be no show for week five, but we will be back to talk about those Carolina Panthers, and when we do, hopefully it's a win. I'm predicting 28-24. Bye-bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.